Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Sterner, play action, looking, punch, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, oh my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. Oh, this Clint Sterner is putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. To a oh. wide open receiver. It's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown. I wanted to run some go go balls long on them, and we tried that a little bit, but we tried it later than you know. But we always are going to try to establish a run to throw play action off of it. But we just uh, we either weren't weren't getting open or we weren't uh, throwing it accurately, and and uh, you know came off the field. We couldn't stay. We couldn't. We couldn't stay on the field and. You know, against Alabama, you're probably not going to be able to turn around and hand it three times in a row and get a first down all the time, you know. So I, would, I was disappointed. I just didn't feel like we threw the ball and well, uh, threw and caught it, protected. All those things go together well, got open, all those things just wasn't there. All right, welcome back in the zone. Live at the Little Rock Touchdown Club, Clint Sterner now joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline to break down what happened this weekend in Fayetteville. And unfortunately, Clint, it felt like for a lot of people, I think, more of the same. You're uh, improving as a program, and yet you're not on par with Alabama just yet. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think it's, that's the, the case for the majority of the country. Is you know, you're, <laughs> it's, true. When, when you're playing – when you're playing Alabama, Georgia, you know you get over to the Big Ten, and it's and it's Ohio State, and you get over to the ACC. I mean, it's it's Clemson for the most part over, over the, the last several years. I mean, when you play those teams, you're playing uphill, and and if you're a one-dimensional football team, you're going to struggle. If you if you make if you make mistakes, you're you're gonna you're gonna struggle to to stay in striking distance, if you will, uh, down the stretch, and. You know, I, I think that's I think I think big picture. Before we dig into it, I just think that's where Arkansas's at right now. I mean, they're not they're they're significantly better, um, significantly better than they've been in a long time, and significantly better than we thought they would be or where I thought they would be under Pittman early in year three, um, considering where he took the program over. And but but when you start when you start matching Alabama up, I mean, you start matching them up against the Alabamas of the world. Um, you know, you got to play your best football game. Uh, to date, in order in order to have a chance, and, and Arkansas just quite frankly didn't do that. They um, they fought they fought you know you know well fought back in the second half well, but but big picture is you the, the story goes you just can't make mistakes. You can't you can't um, you can't you know stall drives because you can't hit an open receiver or because you can't hold them to the football. Those are things you just can't do, and if you do. Then Alabama separates, and, and uh, boy, they get real comfortable when they're up 21 points. It became a battle of backup quarterbacks, and you know, obviously Alabama's backup quarterback is real, real capable, certainly running the football. Uh, and for Arkansas fans, I think there was a lot of shock for many of them that Cade Fortin was your backup, not Malik Hornsby. And he didn't have a lot of opportunities, I guess, to throw the football. 
but he's gotten certainly good praise from the coaching staff from what I've heard in camp. Um, you know, if they are, you know, I don't want to say stuck with him, if they're in a position where he's your guy this week, I mean, what kind of shot do you give him to, to have a chance to win the game this week with him at quarterback? You know, I'll be honest with you. I, I would be surprised if they went into a game with him at quarterback. I, I understand in that particular situation um, – where you know Malik Hornsby is is a guy that's been playing multiple positions, and, and you kind of got to make a decision of how you're gonna how you're gonna go into a ball game, you know, throughout the week, and how you're gonna prepare for that ball game. And so I, I wasn't surprised that he was the backup. It didn't surprise me that Hornsby wasn't the guy they went to. Um, assuming everything's okay with Hornsby, I, I, it would be I would be shocked if he wasn't the guy this week. Um, you know, I, I'd be surprised if with a given a week to 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 prepare that he wasn't back in the mix, the quarterback position, if need be. So I, I don't know. I haven't heard. I haven't heard to be completely clear. I haven't heard what the the situation is right now with the quarterback situation and, and what's going on. But I, I got to believe if they had a week to prepare, that Hornsby would be taking that to some degree. What is it you think Hornsby can add uh, for the, to the quarterback position that would you know? It's, uh... I mean, they've had this opportunity, but he wasn't there this week. I mean, what is it makes you think that? Well, just his athletic ability. I mean, I, I mean, you, you look at you look at what you, I mean. You look at what they they do offensively, and, and what what allows you to to make as little change across the board as as possible, and and that is to have a, a quarterback that can that can run the football. I mean, I think if you go KJ Jefferson. Malik Hornsby, you just tweak maybe the quarterback runs and kind of where you attack in terms of doing a little bit more outside, maybe doing a little bit more uh, east and west movement with, with the quarterback and, and, and playing changes slightly, but um, I think your offensive approach stays the same. Uh, I didn't see anything from the kid the other night that, that makes me believe that he's going to be able to, to do anything with his feet in terms of, of game plan wise. Um, I mean, I may be wrong based off of the small sample size, but it, it's when things like this happen. If, if if KJ can't go, things like this happen to me. Where you, where coaches make mistakes or programs make mistakes is you start compounding the problem. And and to me, if you if you have if, if your approach offensively is not still, if you have the option now, if you don't have the option, then it's not it, it doesn't matter. But if you have the option to to keep your offense somewhat, uh, I mean the same approach and the same attack. Then I think that's the safest one to go with. You got to create. You're going to obviously have a big change at quarterback, but how can I create as little change possible for the guys around? And, and to me, that would be that would be Malik Hornsby. All right. Well, we're talking offense. We need to flip it around, though. I mean, this is the first time I've really heard a lot of frustration with the defense and Barry Odom specifically. I talked to someone who I trust very much that knows football, that played football, and uh, in, in college and. His take is it's not a not a Barry Odom issue. It's not a it's not a scheme issue. It's a, maybe a talent issue. So, what's the issue that you see that's most glaring on the defensive side, Clint? Well, look, I don't I don't think they got first of all they got several problems. Um, but but I, I just don't think that they're they're good enough up front. I mean, I think for two years now we've seen we've seen an Arkansas team that goes from this 3-4 to this 4-3, and, and they stay in the 3-4 versus pass-heavy football teams. And then when a team starts running the football well, they jump back into the 4-3. I, I thought it was interesting this year from the jump. There was a lot more four-down defensive fronts than, than what we've seen. In other words, they're using four defensive linemen instead of three defensive linemen. And um, 
So I, I, I question, you know, why they're going back and forth. And I think that is because they're having a hard time stopping the run uh, with down three for sure. And now they put another D lineman in there. You're still having the same problem with having a hard time stopping the run. Um, you know, I, I think a little bit of the concern on the defensive side of the football has a lot to do with a guy named Ace King uh, and a guy named Gibbs uh, and really Alabama ultimately. Um so I, I'm I'm pretty hesitant to overreact to this Alabama game. I, I'll go down a limb and say this, Justin. Very, I'm not a hot take guy, you know that. But I, I I don't know that Alabama isn't a more difficult team to beat with Jalen Milrow at quarterback moving forward. You, you look at one reason that I think they're vulnerable is because it's a lot harder to snap the football, protect, run the right route, throw the ball, catch the ball, than it is to line up and just ground and pound um, the way Alabama used to ground and pound. And Jalen Milrow is a guy at Alabama that gives him a chance to do that. That, that, that was a – when he got in the game, all of a sudden, Gibbs became a different running back. The O-line started playing a different brand of football, and, and it, was, it was back to bully ball. So um, – they're not going to be able to do that against the, the Georgias of the world. They're not going to be able to do that to go win a national championship. But when it comes to teams like Arkansas trying to beat Alabama, I think it's more difficult when they when they go to a Jalen Milrow and just start start getting downhill and the quarterback can take it 70 yards. That's a problem. So I say all that to just say, look, I, there's clearly some problems with even side of football. I, I attribute the – the, the major struggles to the fact that they were playing Alabama more than I do. Barry Odom's got this major issue. Clint, what did you like about this game? The comeback? Is there something positive you can help us with on this Monday? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought the comeback was, was tremendous. I mean, I, they got themselves within, what was it, four or five points? Um, yep. You know, I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought even in the first half, if you don't turn the football over on that one drive – you, you got a chance, and then in the, in the first half, you, you come back and you go, you score seven when everybody's expecting you to let go of the rope. You score seven, you get the ball coming out of the halftime, you put yourself in position to swing the game 14 points without Alabama ever touching the football. That's good. Um, and, and look, KJ Jefferson did some really nice things in the past game down the stretch once they got hot. I mean, he made two or three throws there under under some pretty serious duress that. that that uh, were really, really impressive and kept drives alive. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought I thought they were down the stretch to fight back and, and stay in that ball game and get back to, to striking distance, get back to a point where they potentially could have took the lead. Look, I, I thought that was that was tremendous. Yeah, there, there's a lot of positives that you can take that you can take from this ball game. No question about it. It's just you were up against a, 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 a tough team. You put yourself in a really, really bad spot, and Look here. Here's what I what I like about it, guys. Is I losing, but what I like about this is to me it gives Sam Pittman a chance to again explain to these guys like you're we're never going to beat Alabama. We're never going to compete for a championship in the West if if the quarterback can't you know convert third and five throws with the right plays dialed up. If we can't hold on to the football, you know if we can't get first and goal inside the four, and we end up kicking field goals. You know, there's, those are things that um, that coaches oftentimes have a hard time really hammering home until they happen in the game. 
And so there's a lot of teaching moments in this game. I'll, I'll be honest with, with you guys. This game, I found myself sitting there watching this game at the end when it was over, thinking about it. I was more disappointed and, and quite frankly, disgusted with the Alabama loss. I mean, the A&M loss. This this week, watching A&M just get destroyed by, by Mississippi State made me sick about last week's loss. Arkansas's lost to it's like last year the Auburn loss made me sick I wasn't mad about the Georgia loss hell I wasn't even mad about the Alabama loss if we're being honest I wasn't even mad about the Ole Miss loss two good football teams going at it I was more sick in the moment about the A&M loss than I was the Alabama loss so that kind of tells you my thoughts on on really what took place I, I thought the guys fought hard I thought they gave themselves a chance down the stretch um and you know that that in itself is admirable but you just can't make you just can't make that many mistakes in a ball game if you're going to compete with the top five opponent. All right, Clint, we're going to let you go. We will uh, rally back and talk about Arkansas's matchup with Mississippi State when we talk to you on Friday. Got to thank our friends at Motorsports Authority, and hopefully by Friday we'll have a good feel for KJ's status, and I'm hoping he's all right. Uh, I think that is critical, certainly, to Arkansas's chances. Although, hey, it'd be cool to see him go to Mississippi State and win with the backup, too. That'd be all right by me. So. You know where KJ's from. He's from Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. KJ's going back home. Well, here's the thing. If he's got a concussion, he's not going to be on the field going back home. So we'll have to see, won't we? He's going to do everything he can to get on the field. This isn't like a sprained ankle. I mean, he's not going to have a whole lot of say-so on this one. But hopefully he's all right, and we'll find out. Depends uh, if the Dolphins' uh, doctors have a say-so in it. That's a good point, Christian. That's a good point. By the way, that doctor got canned. I don't know if you guys saw that over the weekend. Yes, he Uh, did. He got fired. Yep. Clint, uh, I appreciate you. I'm going to get fired if we don't take a break, but I appreciate you coming on. We'll talk to you on Friday, my man. All right, brother. Y'all be good. See you. Thank you.